It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn flipping Antonio Coleman from Alabama is further proof that this staff just gets You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me today is Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, and the host of the Top Button Podcast. Charlie Five has been a forever since we've recorded a show. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope everyone's holiday was fantastic. But since we've last recorded a podcast, Auburn has flipped uh, Antonio Coleman, very, very large human being, the four-star 2025 defensive lineman from Saraland. That's important. We'll talk about that in a second. But they flipped him from Alabama, Charlie Five. And so now when you look at this 2025 class for the Auburn Tigers, which ranks as high as third in all of college football in the 2025 class, they've got the top three-rated defensive linemen already lined up ready to go. I talked about it on the Friday show before the Christmas break. This staff just gets it. You win on the trenches and Auburn is beefing up the trenches, uh, both uh, in the present and in the future. No, no joke, man. I mean, you, and it's staying power. You know, you know, with the Antonio Coleman deal, yeah. it, I feel like the Perry Thompson uh, it, being a mobile slash Baldwin County kid, Mo, uh, Alabama just doesn't miss on those guys. So like you get one, it may be considered kind of flukish. Well, you just you know what you do? You turn around a couple of days after signing day later, and you flip uh, somebody that uh, is a, a extremely elite prospect uh, at Saraland, uh, Antonio um, Antonio Coleman, and, uh, def- uh, and you, your defensive line class is pretty much done. But yeah, you you turn around and you flip another one from the Mobile area now, and then you see Micah Debose decommit, and then you start mm-hmm. seeing predictions. That's another Mobile kid. Um, What's 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 taking place here? Like it seems like these guys have have made um, the Mobile area, or really just anybody, a pro, uh, in in the state of Alabama, a priority, and uh, they're they're making waves early. And and again, your defensive line class may be just about done, and it's chock full of highly rated, uh, big big kids. Uh, so it's 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 going to be fun. Yeah, Antonio Coleman, and then the Opelika product, Malik Autry. And then Jordan Crawford, the standout defensive lineman from Parker. Oh, yeah, let's throw in a little Ja'Caleb Falk at edge, too. Why yes. don't I mean, this is a great class already, <laughs> already. And, and obviously, there's so many people that are so – they get so excited to say, oh, well, I'm not going to get excited until these kids sign. That's fine. I don't care. Sure. You, you don't have to get excited. You, that, that is your call if you want to live that way. That's fine. But the fact that Auburn's doing this, the fact that Auburn is in, is in this conversation – of flipping guys from Alabama early in the process. Then you mentioned Micah DeBose, a guy that was committed to Georgia, and then it seems like they're kind of the early favorite to to land his services. It's just the fact that Auburn's in all of these. Now, I mean, we even saw an early signing day. Uh, The fact that they didn't get a few of those guys that they were really kind of down to the wire with, like your LJ McCrae's and your KJ Bolden's. But Auburn's in all of these now. Instead of just one or two, they're literally in all of these races, which is huge which is huge when you talk about this because you don't have to win them all. You just got to fill out these stabs, and, and they're, they're, they're doing that. They're absolutely doing that. Uh, classes, rather. And Auburn's already got eight guys in this 2025 class, and I can't remember a time where Auburn's had eight guys this early 
and the cycle. No, you're you're 100 correct. I, I would love to go back and see um, what our commit list looked about this time last year when Hugh was just now getting here, getting settled. Um, the thing is, you're always you always need to be recruiting at least a year and a half out. So we're we're sort of way out in front already on the uh, 2025 class, and you could see. I really, I legitimately think you could see a run of four or five more commits over the next, you know, 30 to 45 days mm. of all extremely highly rated kids. Um, you know, I would not be shocked. I, I think they, you got Antonio Coleman, okay, in the boat. Do you press, do you push KJ Lacey, who I think is right there on, on the, uh, right there on the edge of making a commitment, get both of those guys in the boat uh, before late signing day 2024. That could help, you know, possibly land, uh, you know, a Ryan Williams in, you know, this current year's class. So, um, it just seemed, I, I don't know, man. We just seem to be, we seem to be, uh, you, you, again, you worry about the new, the shiny new toy. Uh, the the is does, is it going to last? And, and you go ahead and you start off the next year like we started off, and it just kind of feels like we're, you know, this staff's kind of here to stay. Uh, kudos to, I mean. Your stat, the staff you bring in, like all of a sudden, Jeremy Garrett is just a absolute. Monster. He's a machine, uh, and, and he had essentially very little experience. Uh, Josh Aldrich, you you bring him him in, uh, he lands a Jacob or the Jacob Falk for twenty twenty five, and then the linebacker class that he has uh, from last year. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. He sounds like a really good coach too, like an X's and O's guy. He, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a defensive coordinator in the very near future. Yeah, and then you got Jake Thornton, which people are like, oh, Jake Thornton, offensive line. You got two kids now that you signed in 2024 that uh, are playing in All-American games. Uh, they, yeah. Edwin, Edwin uh, Favor Edwin it just announced he he got accepted to the uh, U.S. Army All-American game. So you got two – you got two All-American game participants and then the, an All-American Juco kid, and you've already got a left tackle. You're looking to flip uh, uh, for 2025. You're looking to flip Dubose, uh, and, and there's several other top uh, guys that you're already in on. I mean, it's crazy. These young guys that he brought over or he's either brought yeah. in or brought over from Liberty, um, they're, they're, ma they're making waves. They are. They are. And, you know, there's more than – as a head coach, you got to develop the players, right? But you also got to develop the staff. Exactly. You know, it, it's a good thing when your staff gets hired away because that means you're making them better. And, and I think that's going to be something that we fortunately didn't have to really deal with this offseason, but that will be something that we have to deal with in, in the future, future, sure. uh, future off seasons. But as of right now, when you're building up that core, I think it's huge that um, that Auburn is kind of seeing steps in the right direction on their staff, too, which is which is great, which is great. All right, uh, Charlie Five, you mentioned a few of these guys, but who could be next to commit? to the Auburn Tigers, and is this stuff really that related to Ryan Williams? We discuss in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book right now. Auburn is a seven-point favorite against the Maryland Terps in the Music City Bowl. I think Auburn takes care of business Uh in Nashville, we'll certainly see. Right now, new customers with FanDuel can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time to do it. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off your sports winnings. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast 
Network. It's a Charlie Tuesday on a Wednesday as he joins us. There's several guys that could be the next to commit. And you mentioned there could be several in the next 30 to 45 days. Let's start. Let's stay in Saraland for a second. And let's talk about their quarterback. KJ Lacey has been committed to Texas for a hot minute. Of course, this is the guy who was throwing passes to Ryan Williams. You buying it? Because there's a lot of smoke everywhere I'm looking. Yeah. I mean, I, I would right now I'd be looking at him being your 2025 quarterback. I would say that's your that's that's your number one guy uh moving forward. I mean, he's a little bit of a smaller smaller kid, but uh you know, not much different size than than a Bryce uh, a Bryce Young uh that that was just all world at Alabama when he had amazing receivers to throw to. So uh, this guy can distribute the ball. Uh, he's got familiarity with, you know, Ryan Williams and, you know, maybe Dylan Al- Alfred or all, I can't, I think that's how you say his name. Is there other top uh, re- receiver that's going to be in that 2025 class? Can that help with him? Uh, I could easily see him being uh, one. And I think you want to go ahead and get him to pop. I think you want to push. I think you want him to go ahead and pull the trigger and flip because, you know, that can't, it just can't hurt. It can't hurt uh, doing that before, uh, February uh, 9th when Ryan William announces. Yeah, I think there's layers to this, and, and we'll touch on the Saraland aspect in a second, but just national optics. Sark, who is an offensive guy, obviously, Texas getting ready for a college football playoff game, and Auburn's in a situation to flip their quarterback. Yes. I mean, that's there, there's several stories you could stem off of that right there. That's a big deal. And then you bring in the fact of like, oh, he's boys with Ryan Williams. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, there, there, there's layers to this, Charlie Five. And when you look at Antonio Coleman, who's also a Saraland player, flipping from Alabama to Auburn, another team that's getting ready for the college football playoff. I just think there's a lot to kind of say, okay, Auburn, they're not in the CFP, and then they have several steps to go until they get to that point. But, they're able to get the talent that the guys that are in the CFP want and are currently getting. I, I think that's a big deal too. That's huge. It's huge. I mean, you, you have a very highly rated four-star quarterback and uh, for, again, from Mobile uh, that, that you're going to get that you could possibly flip from the one of the best offensive minds in college football right after you didn't really perform that well on offense. Right. Uh, and you didn't have nearly as good of a record. So, I mean, it just goes to show you how – how bad gum good these dudes can recruit. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think it'd be I think it'd be huge. I'd love to I would love yeah. to just get a pipeline going back in in Mobile like we did back when you had your Damian Craig's and you're getting all these guys out of Mobile that can play your Willie Andersons, all these yeah. dudes that made huge impact. DeMarco McNeil, these guys that made um huge impacts in, uh, on Auburn's uh, football team in the early late 90s, early 2000s before Saban arrived. Yeah, when you when you couple in the fact, okay, Ryan Williams is making a very important decision on February 9th, like you said, do you think this stuff matters for him? Like, is he going to pick where he goes based off of a K.J. Lacey and an Antonio Coleman? Because I think, I think that's stuff that is fun talking points. Sure. I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it. I don't think he's going to go anywhere because of anybody other than Ryan Williams, but it can't yeah. hurt. I'm just going to say, I don't it think it's the, I I, I'm just that. saying, I'm yeah. just saying, it's not like it's, uh, it, it, it may not be, it may be, 
if, if you have 10 factors, it may be the 10th, but it could be the one that puts it over the edge. You know what I mean? Like it, if, if, you, if we get the, all the other nine right and then you throw in K.J. Lacey, uh, who knows? It may push it over. It may push it over the edge. And there's a chance, like, what are the odds he ever really even plays with KJ Lacey? You know what I mean? Because yeah, KJ may come in, may redshirt, may sit one year, be the backup, and then by the time Ryan's a junior, um, you know, he's maybe he may go go into the NFL, and uh, KJ is ready to step in the year after as a starting quarterback. So there's no real even guarantee that they're ever really going to play each play That's with each point. other on this level. But it's just that familiar familiarity and friendship and things like that, again, I don't think it's going to be the deciding factor, but if it's number 10, 11, 12 on, on the list and it checks that box, yeah. it can't hurt. It cannot hurt. Who else could be a guy to commit and join this 2025 class in the next month or two? Uh, a guy we talked about before you and I clicked record, Eric Winters, the defensive mm -hmm. back from Enterprise. I know you've said good things about him before. Yeah, I think he's been on the edge for for a while. This is a top, uh, a high four star guy. He's, I think, he plays a little bit of everything at Enterprise: quarterback, uh, linebacker, safety. I think he's listed as a safety on two four seven, possibly. But I think we want him at linebacker. So you're talking about Josh Aldridge right on the front with another yeah. high four star, uh, top one fifty type player, uh, Eric Winters, who I think again he's been like right there on the edge. Uh, do you, you know, with all the focus being put on the 20, closing out this 2024 class, I feel like if they flip it and they start pressing, that could be a guy that could, that could jump in. Uh, and I watched if his, him play. If his, I'm sorry, Charlie five, if, if his commitment graphic doesn't say winters is coming dot, dot, dot to Auburn, I don't know what we're doing here. If there's no chance, there's not snow on this graphic when you got freeze and you got winters. There's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be some sort of snowstorm on his graphic. You gotta have it. it but better, I, yeah, I like Winters is coming. I like that too. It's got it, it has to. If not, Eric, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Exactly. Um, all right. And then uh Anquan Fagan is another defensive back you like. He's from Thompson. I love I love Anquan Fagan's. Uh he decommitted from, I believe, USC. He's from Thompson, another school that uh, we finally got a kid out of uh, this past offseason, Caleb Harris. I believe it's Caleb Harris, uh, safety that yep. he played that he played in the same defensive backfield with. So you get a kid out of Thompson. Could you get another one? This is going to be a top 100 guy. Um, he's one that I feel like could possibly be close. Uh, and this kid's a player. Uh, he's an, he's going to be borderline five star before it's all said and done. A lot of the a lot of the early rankings for this next class are not all the way are not all the way in. So you're a lot of kids that are just listed as four stars could easily be five stars before the summer camp series and everything mm -hmm. and all said and done. So I really like, I really like this kid's game. I think he could be, he could be, he could be close. And I, and I know we're going to push hard for him. Yeah. Once again, that is Anquan Fagans from Thompson. So can't ever get too many kids from Thompson. Can't ever get too many kids from central Phoenix city. Can't ever yes. get too many kids from Saraland, you love all of this. You love all of. I mean, and these are the schools where Auburn didn't really have a fighting chance over no. the last half decade. It really felt like that, uh, especially Central. Goodness gracious! And so I think, I think this is huge. You and I had a. I think we did almost a full podcast when after uh, Caleb Harris committed. It's like, sure, he's a three stars. Tape is clearly better than that, but it's just. He's from Thompson. Who cares? Take him. Take him. And and now now everybody's saying like he's the guy to watch in this class as far as like, you know, guys who could outplay their position in, in the class and all that, which I agree. I think his tape's pretty good. But 
yeah, just get all the guys from Thompson you can, and it'll help you hopefully set up pipelines to get other guys from Thompson and Central Phoenix City in the future. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter what position. Just take the best player from Thompson, the best player from Saraland, the best player from Phoenix City. It'll work out. I promise. Every single year. Just just pick you out those top schools and pick take their best player every single year, regardless of position. Uh, and you're gonna be all right. You're gonna you're gonna start stacking it up. Do you think Auburn finishes in the top five in the twenty twenty five class? They're Again, third right now. It's a it's a numbers thing, right? They've got more guys given it than most people do, but they're third right now. I think it it all again, it all depends on numbers. Like, do you do you get to where you have to take you're trying to take 25, 26 guys, and then it's that whole numbers game where you you got more people to spread the points around, things like that. I think it's they're easily gonna be and I think they're definitely gonna be in the top five in average player. I think it's just gonna be another deep another deep class. I think you're easily that's gonna be the standard top five in average player ranking, probably. Um, every single year in this this class, every every name we're rattling off, every name we're rattling off is like a high four star, high four star, high four star guys that just help boost your average player rating. So I could see easily being up there in the top five there. And then if you if you get to where you have to take 24, 25 guys, heck yeah. Heck yeah, we're gonna have a shot. Yeah, you take so, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and some of these guys that are listed towards the bottom end of the class. You're Kalen Edwards, the I think he's gonna be a guard from from Tennessee. Ryan G, the the tight end from Alpharetta, and Spencer Dowland, the kid from Athens. Like those guys aren't even ranked on two four seven yet. Like they they yeah. got they put they gave them three stars, but like they're not even really ranked yet. So yeah. I mean, those guys could shoot up once once some of these national scouts watch tape on these kids. Exactly, and again, camps are big. Uh, you're going to have camps where they come to schools. You're going to have camps where they do the uh, recruiting circuits uh, and they're going to get more eyes on them. And that's just going to be, uh, they're just going to have more opportunities to rise. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right. Who are we watching in this upcoming bowl game against Maryland? We discuss in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. All right, Charlie five. When we, Think about bowl games. A lot of people roll their eyes now. There's not a whole lot of interest, at least as much as there used to be. But I think the bowl practices are huge, and we, you and I have both heard good things about some of the young guys regarding practice. But who are you looking at in this bowl game? Because there's, it's going to look a little different in some position groups than others. The defensive back room is going to look way different. The receivers could look different just because so many guys transferred out. The depth of it is going to look a little bit different. Is there a position group or a specific player that you're saying, okay, I can't wait to see more of this guy against Maryland in the Music City Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. There's two guys in particular that I'm I'm excited to see. I'm I'm really excited to see. Uh, this, this doesn't shouldn't be a cop out because he's changing positions. Uh, sort of. I'm really Keontae. excited to see Keontae Scott at yeah. at, at outside corner. Um, and see how he, he shapes up there because I think that's where they want him to be next year. I, want, I think they want him to be one of those lockdown uh, corners, which you and I both have been sort of like reticent. You're like, okay, we're moving him away from the ball. Let's see how this works out. We like him close. Yeah. We like him making plays. But it, sometimes, sometimes being, if you can lock down and be away from the ball, that's better than. You know that's better than being in there making tackles. If you can, if you can eliminate um, a, a big time receiver. Uh, and I think I think Maryland. I don't think they have like just world beater receivers. But I think they do have some guys uh, make some plays because I think 
you know, they throw for a billion yards a year. So yeah. And uh, what, what do the receivers look like with no Talia Tagovailoa? I mean, how does, how does that impact things too? But yeah, I think Keontae is a great one. I think you could say the other side of the coin is Kay and Lee. What does he look like when it's like, okay, here you go. We've seen it. We've seen it in smaller chunks of time, but now it's like, here, this is yours. Go take it. Go set the standard for what you want to be as an outside corner in uh in 2024 so uh absolutely the cornerbacks will certainly certainly be a big part of what this looks like or what we're looking for in uh in this bowl game a guy for me is actually jay fair charlie five we've talked about all these new receivers coming in we've we've kind of talked about how it impacts these outside receivers but i keep hearing great stuff about bryce kane and so i just kind of wonder I kind of wonder if there's any extra pressure on Jay Fair with some of these young guys coming in and also Kayla Burton. Uh, what does Jay Fair do and how does he perform in uh, in in this week's bowl game against Maryland? That That's what I'm looking at is Jay Fair. Yeah, I mean, Jay Fair, I, I think it, it, somewhere uh, towards the middle of the season, he got a little dinged up and uh, I think that's when Javarius Johnson was started to get healthy. So they kind of like flip-flopped. So I think he's good now, and he's really – him and Burton are some of the better receivers that we have left uh, so on, you yeah. know, on the roster with transfer tra- – well, with the few that we've had transfer and things like that. So um, if you're going to have a passing game, it's got to go through them, I feel like. I mean, it's got to go through them and Rivaldo, but uh, you got – I would love to see Jay Fair uh, have a big game and be able to kind of, you know, catapult into next year and be a leader – uh, in that in that wide receiver room, so that's that's one that I'm I'm definitely excited to see wide receiver in general. But I, I'm I'm very excited about Jay Fair because I think he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Transferring out Jair Shorter, Amari Kelly, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Javarius Johnson. And I guess Shane Hooks and Nick Martin will be playing in the game. Wouldn't that be frustrating if one of them just popped off? It's like where where was this? Where was this? That'd no, be, you know what? Let's just. My thing, my thing about watching the game Saturday is there's going to be no agenda. It's just that you know what, this is a bowl game that doesn't really. Let's just go win. You know what, whatever happens, happens. Let's just go. Let's just go win. If somebody does well, that that unless Keontae Scott's just like the best thing ever at outside corner and gets two picks or something, the agenda is Keontae Scott's the best corner in football. That 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 would be an agenda. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I tell you, I don't know why. I got this feeling. Yeah. Uh, I got this feeling that this could be a big Jeremiah Cobb game. I don't know. I think it's because Hunter has been sort of wishy washy on NFL or or stay. I think he's going to stay eventually. I think he's going to stay. But but I like, do, do you try to save him from uh, for, you know, from uh, you know, possibly get getting injured so he can go have a big senior season? Also, the passing game, I feel like Cobb's a big threat in the passing game, and you've got a couple of receivers gone, so you're going to have to manufacture passing yards somewhere. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm expecting a, a big play or two out of uh, out of Jeremiah Cobb, and he's looked like a freak every time he's touched the ball. So uh, these are the kind of games where you get guys like this, like him touches. You get you see what those kind of guys can do, and I, for some reason, I don't know if it's going to be a screen or, or some kind of – you know, wheel route or something down the field. I, I just feel like he's going to make a big play in the he passing game. One. Yeah, and he's going to pop one. This is the kind of game for that. I like that. I like that a lot. I I can't wait to see the personnel usage because <laughs> one, th- this paired with the transfer portal, the timing of it doesn't seem to make sense. But I don't know what a better solution would be. But also, 
Hugh Freeze seems to care more about bowl games than the previous head coaches at Auburn did. And I just think these players are going to treat this game like it's really important because their coaches coached into them that it's really important. And that'd be refreshing because I'm glad there's usually a big narrative going into bowl games that they don't matter. And I haven't really heard that from Auburn people over the last few weeks, which is great because we would all say that they don't matter. And then we'd be upset when we lost one. It's like, well, which one is it? I, I, it seems like this team is taking this bowl game very seriously. And that kind of excites me a sure. little bit. This whole culture of if it's not a playoff game or a New Year's Six game, it doesn't matter. Well, I think that I think that varies based off of what the locker room thinks. And I think this locker room thinks that this game is important. I love that. Yeah, I mean, he said it. He said, year one, you got to make a bowl. Everywhere I've been, the very first year I've been there, we make a bowl. And he's put that emphasis on that. Like, you don't just make a bowl just to say and get a participation trophy. Like, you're trying to make a bowl to go win it so you can have a winning record. I think yeah. that's a big thing. Winning record after year one means a lot, even if it's mm -hmm. seven and six. Uh, and and I think he's, again, I think that's a, a matter of pride for the players too, uh, yeah. especially the guys, um, you know, that are that are trying to be a part of this build, the part of this rebuild. Hey, we want to, you know, we don't want to have a – a losing record year one. We want to, you know, go ahead and start this thing off with a winning record. We've had two losing records in a row. Like let's, 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 let's get this thing going in the right direction. We're tired of it. So go, go to Nashville. You got a really good opportunity against a Maryland team. Who's got just absolutely riddled with, with portal transfers. Uh, one, yeah. one that we're, I think one that's probably going to be visiting, uh, as soon as the as soon yeah, as the, the portal, tight end. yeah, the tight end as soon and he's he's a freak and he's not playing so, uh, yeah, you got a good opportunity to go out and and they seem to be they seem to be um really into that. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, and Here's this a, is such. I mean, with all this young talent coming in, you if you're it. a receiver, if you're a defensive lineman, there are this, kids coming for your job. This is an audition. You beat me this to it. Is, yeah, show me you deserve to be the guy at this position because if not. There are some hulking super teens coming to take this job from you. There are some studly young children coming to take your job. And that's why schools like Georgia and Alabama and all these guys are, are so uh, – it seems like they just continue to reload is because of competition, because of yes. stuff like this. And, and this kind of stuff makes people better. So when you start stacking classes and kids are fighting each other for positions and, and they're pushing each other, that's how you get better. And like, like you said – there's some defensive linemen. There's some. There's some receivers. There's some. There's some defensive players that are coming. Hey, Jalen McLeod, don't slip. You better. You're coming back, but you better get ready because you got some pass rushers coming in that are just as big as you already, and they may not be quite as as fast as you yet, or or as seasoned as you. But you better be ready. You better mm -hmm. be out there. You better be getting after it. Linebackers. You're practicing with some of them right now, <laughs> so you know how good they are. So you better get ready. You better come out and you better show out, and that's what I, I, I'm hoping. That's what you see is, all right. I, I'm I, this is this is my last year. I don't want to get beat out by a freshman. I want to come out here and and and, and you got the freshmen that are ready to play. So uh, it's just a great environment. It's a great environment to have that kind of levels of competition uh, throughout. So yeah, go show out and don't lose your job. That's right. That's right. Or somebody's going to take it. Uh, somebody yes. that deserves it. So Charlie Five, how can people check out everything you've got going on? 
Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five on the Locked on Auburn Discord every single day, auburnlive.com, the corner message board, or Tuesdays and Thursdays on the top button podcast. We're going to have fun on Thursday. We're off this. Uh, we're off yesterday, but we're going to be back Thursday. Yeah, you can find the Top Button Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and it's also on the Auburn Daily YouTube page. You can find all my uh, written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.